Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today we are going to have, or we do have a, a really great, interesting guest with us, Leland McKay of Legally Mine, LLC. Legally Mine is an asset protection specialist company that is based in Orem, Utah. And today, Leland is going to explain to us why it is that aesthetic surgeons don't always properly protect their assets that they've worked so hard to obtain. Leland, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you, Angela. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Well, you know, Leland, before we kind of get going with, you know, what is it that aesthetic surgeons are not doing, um, I know for our listeners, you know, they would like to learn more about you and Legally Mine and what your role with the company actually is. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I I come from a a corporate training background. I've been a corporate trainer for about 20 years or so. I started in the software industry with uh, WordPerfect, which uh, that dates my my age now and uh, <laughs> well, back to years <laughs> right and um but for the, for the last uh, couple years I've been with uh, legally mine and have uh, become an asset protection specialist and educator and trainer for them and uh it's been a wonderful experience to be able to travel the uh, the country and and meet professionals uh in the medical profession specifically and to talk to them about uh some of the things that they can do to protect themselves and their families and their practices and and uh it's been a it's been a wonderful experience so great well you know and it sounds like you know obviously you're you have a strong background as a as a corporate trainer specializing in educating plastic and cosmetic surgeons. I know you do a lot of kind of training at medical conventions um you know on the subject of asset protection but can you can I ask you, you know, why um, are plastic and cosmetic surgeons a particular concern when it comes to asset protection within the medical arena? Well, I think there are two uh, real strong reasons. And one is that uh, surgeons of any particular specialty are considered high-risk uh, specialties when it comes to lawsuits. And there are a variety of studies that discuss to what degree and what percentage the risk is of being sued in a surgeon's lifetime and career, which is very, very high. So they're specifically targeted in that way only only because as a surgeon they have, it's a high-risk specialty. The second reason is because plastic surgeons, I think, typically are very strong income earners. And as a result, because they they do earn a lot of uh, income, they then acquire a significant amount of assets. And money, unfortunately, becomes the the motivation, the foundational motivation of a lawsuit. The more money that's in the game, so to speak, the the more likely or the higher the motivation for a lawsuit to, to be initiated and then to be pursued. Well, that's interesting. So it, it's one, just they're a higher risk because they're operating on human beings, and unfortunately human beings are now lot, quite lawsuit happy. And um, and then high earners, um, whether it's true or not, you know, that I think it's the perception of the general public that, well, you're a doctor, therefore you must have more money than anybody else has. So 
so you have something right, to, it, right, to an attorney anyway there's something to go after um, um which makes them you know like very easy targets um absolutely no you know i and i do you know like with your i i have seen one of your presentations in the past and i know the audience is is literally like riveted and shocked in their seats when they hear some of the things that you have to say and so you know i would like you if you can now expand upon you know you know what it is you know the educators that legal legally minded are telling them with regards to you know the potential loss of everything that they've earned well, you know, it's interesting because if I w- if if they were my doctor and and if I was uh, my life was at risk or my health and well-being was at risk, I would expect my doctor to shoot straight with me, to uh, tell me exactly what I had to do and what the risk was and what the situation was, so so that it would hopefully motivate me or incentivize me to to take action, to uh, pull my head out of the proverbial sand and stop procrastinating and doing that which I need to do to either survive or to uh, to get better and to have better health. And so when I get up in front of uh, the medical profession and I speak, I basically for about 55 minutes or uh, to an hour, I'm, I become doctor in essence. And, uh, and just as I would have them shoot straight with me, I want to shoot straight with them and basically tell them exactly how it is and to not necessarily sugarcoat it, but explain the risk and the fact that, uh, that because they're uh, high earners and because they're doctors by nature, as you said, Angela, there's that perception out there already, and doctors are, are traditionally, unfortunately, targeted for lawsuits because of that. In addition, they do something that is highly risky. Like you said, they touch people on a daily basis, and that's, a, uh, in many cases, a lawsuit waiting to happen as well. So. What, uh, what, I, what we do basically is we explain the, the world in which we live, the fact that the United States is the most litigious society um, in the world, that the United States represents only 5% of the world population, but about 85 to 95% of lawsuits take place in, in this country. And, uh, and that's not the case with other democracies, for example, the Western democracies, uh, Great Britain or Canada or Australia, where they have very different uh, legal systems and structures and, and litigation um, rules. So the United States, uh, basically, there are laws that are created to incentivize the lawsuit. And in many cases, it's money-driven. And unfortunately, in today's society, there's been a cultural shift in that it used to be that lawsuits were about righting wrongs and, and, uh, and enforcing contracts, basically a last-ditch resort to get something done today it seems to be the first thing that people turn to to try to uh to get rich and and that's something that we try to we try to explain to doctors and show how they're at risk and how they can protect themselves so the good news is there's risk or the bad news is there's risk out there the good news is that there are legal solutions that can protect them and that's what we specialize at legally mine and can you explain then, you know, because, you know, so imagine, you know, here I am, the possibility of literally, I'm a physician, literally losing everything. Um, or perhaps some of my assets, you know, I have, you know, maybe partially protected somehow. Um, what would, could you kind of explain in an anecdotal story to us of a, of a you know, typical case that you, you will have seen with an anesthetic surgeon and when it does come to, Hand, not not handling the lawsuit, but you know the the results of not handling their assets ahead of time um, to protect themselves. 
Sure. I think one of the biggest challenges in risks that, uh, that we see in the medical profession is that doctors believe that they are protected when in reality they're not. They're partially pre- uh, protected. And unfortunately, partial protection equals no protection at all because any trial attorney is going to be able to exploit any gaps or any uh, holes that might be in, in your brick wall. See, asset protection is like a brick wall that you build or you have a professional build around you, around your family, and around your practice. That wall can legally be impenetrable, which is good news. The problem is, is that many doctors uh, have bits and pieces of asset protection. They may have an LLC or they might have even a family limited partnership or they might have an S corp or something like that. And, and yet those really are just the bricks that go into the brick wall. And so what they have is they've gone out and, and their CPA or their attorney or whoever's done this for them has basically purchased a bunch of, or they purchased a bunch of bricks, but, but the true brick wall that's required has not been constructed yet. And so there's some things that, uh, you know, that we do that basically take all the elements and put them together to create that, that brick wall protection of, of your assets and your, and your practice. Here's a case in point. I was uh, in a, an event in Seattle, and a doctor came to me and said that he had five rental properties, which is good. Uh, he's investing, and that's a good thing. I asked him how those, uh, if he had protected those, uh, those rental properties. He said, yes, I have, I have an LLC. And I said, do you have all of those rental properties in one LLC? He says, yes. I said, then you don't have asset protection because if one of those rental properties, let's say someone trips on the garden hose and sues as a result of that particular rental property, it then creates collateral damage and basically causes an explosion in all those rental properties, metaphorically speaking. So it's that's some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to asset protection. In Leland, I have an LLC, therefore I'm protected, and that's not necessarily the case. It's how you structure the LLC. It's how it's structured with other uh, assets that you have. It's, uh, it depends on how it's worded. And uh, an LLC is a powerful vehicle for asset protection if it's worded correctly and if it's structured correctly. But if it's not, then it doesn't provide asset protection. And that's where a lot of people uh, – misunderstand and 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 even attorneys don't understand completely well you know you and you bring up attorneys and you know like obviously many of the plastic and the cosmetic surgeons that i have worked with on and i'm sure you work with too is you know they generally feel like that their bookkeeper their cpa or even their attorney have taken sufficient actions mm-hmm. in advising them um right. about their assets um and and then here you're saying, you know, which that makes absolute sense to me is, I mean, on one hand, like, oh, yeah, put everything in one LLC because I might not protect it. I have a California corporation. Does that not protect me? So what you're saying is that every asset has to have its own individual LLC set up for it? In order well, for it, it to depends. Be it, right. It, it depends on, on the particular uh, individual, the particular risk tolerance. Uh, for example, um, um, I, I had a, a doctor who had uh, 100 rental properties, and um, unfortunately in his case, they were all in his personal name, which is terribly at risk, of course. Um, he said he had some of his properties in his spouse's name, which is no asset protection either. So the question was, do I need to get 100 LLCs for each rental property? Well, not necessarily. 
what you're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to reduce the motivation uh, for the lawsuit. So maybe he needs uh, uh, 10 or 15 LLCs, and he can then divide those properties up into those. The problem is if he has, of course, one LLC for 100 properties, all it takes is one of those properties to go awry, and it, it, he then loses all 100, including the other 99. That's the problem. So it depends. What we do at Legally Mining is we, is we specifically look at the doctor's existing structure, income situation, asset structure, what do you own, how do you own it currently, and then we build a specialized, customized brick wall or structure that protects them, and that that is what we really specialize in. So there's not a there is some basic fundamental principles of asset protection of entities that we use, but then but then we still have to look at the individual doctor's situation and customize and tweak here and there to provide the right the right structure. For example, what we do for doctors in California is a little bit different than we do for doctors in Texas, for example, because the laws are different. They both can enjoy perfect legal protection and asset protection. We just have to do things a little bit differently in California versus Texas or other states just because the laws are a little different. And that's, I think that, that plays to our strength, that we have been in operation as an asset protection company for uh, nearly 40 years now, the, the largest and the oldest, oldest asset protection company in the country. And so we work in all 50 states with clients in all 50 states, and that's a benefit. I do want to say one thing, though. You mentioned something about doctors, and, and, and I know that doctors always ask me this question, how come my attorney is not doing this for me, for example? Mm-hmm. That was my next question. <laughs> right. And, but, yeah, and, well, so uh, why not? Well, and, and, and we're always very careful because we, we say, look, we're, we're not here to replace your attorney because you probably have a very very good attorney the only problem is is that not all not all attorneys specialize in asset protection it is a very specific specialization and if any profession understands the importance of specialization it is the medical profession because if i have uh if if my uh if i'm getting kidney stones and those are beginning to bother me i'm not going to go to a plastic surgeon for help because they, they have different, I'll go to urologist, because there's a different specialty. The same is true in the legal profession. According to the American Bar Association, there are uh, less than one-half of 1%, one and this is what's astounding to me, less than one-half of 1% one of all attorneys do not claim asset protection. Um, I should say I reversed that. So, so it's less than one-half of 1% one of all attorneys do claim uh, asset protection. In other words, 99.5% of all attorneys nationwide do not have asset protection as a specialty. So it's a very, very small club, if you will, of asset protection attorneys, of which we're a part of. There may be only 700 to 800 nationwide. And so to find a, a, an attorney who's an asset protection specialist um, is very hard. It's like a needle in a haystack. So what that means then in terms of economy is that because there's so few they can charge so much for their services. And so they're either working for large corporations that, that, and that they can provide their service to them for asset protection, or they're only working with very, very, very high income earners um, and, and providing services for them. So it's very costly. Where Legally Mind comes in is that we provide those same 
high-end asset protection services, but our niche is the, the, the business owner, the practice owner, the medical professional, um, the, uh, the property owner, and so forth, so, and provide solid asset protection at very uh, cost-effective um, prices. So. Now, you know, based on your experience of now working with physicians, and um, I had no idea, actually, that there were so few asset protection attorneys in the United States. Um, but what would you say back to the physician? What is the majority of doctors that are protected, would you say? Well, I, we, yeah, it's, it's, it's clear that the vast majority of doctors are not protected. In fact, um, one of the ways we know that is that when someone does sign on with our firm, one of the very first things we do is we examine their existing structure that their accountant or their attorney has put together for them already. And, um, and so we've examined uh, tens of thousands, probably over 100,000 entities that were created by, uh, by others. And we can count probably five times out of the over 100,000 structures that we've seen uh, that five out of all that were probably uh, constructed correctly and were done correctly. And so that's a significant a number. And so we're very, very confident that when we come in and visit that the vast majority of the doctors in that room are not protected. And unfortunately, many think they do. Because I have an attorney, because I have an LLC, um, they think that they're protected. But it's not about the LLC. It's about how the LLC is structured in comparison or in conjunction with other legal entities. That really is the key. It's that brick wall analogy again. Now, um, are there any other companies out there like Legally Mine? And if so, what are the differences between them and you? Well, there, I mean, asset protection uh, specialists typically move into the, uh, into the corporate arena, and so they do a lot of uh, services for large corporations, Fortune 500s and Fortune 1000s and so forth. Um, there are a handful of attorneys that do uh, specialize in asset protection, but as I said, they work with a, a higher clientele. We had one, for example, that we met, we actually were uh, arguing a case and uh, he brought a case against uh, one of our clients and um, was totally uh, wiped out by our uh, asset protection structure. He was so upset about that, that uh, he decided he wanted to learn how we did what we did. And so uh, he actually uh, did that. We trained him. He now is a a leading asset protection uh, attorney in a particular state in the Midwest and actually the Southwest. And, um, but uh, he deals again with, uh, with uh, three quarters of a million to a million income earners and beyond. His fees are um, around $10,000 per entity and about uh, $1,000 per month in retainer. And so that's yeah, an example. Yeah, if you have to create multiple entities, that ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you have if yeah. you have multiple assets, you know, you have a home, you have a, a couple of rental properties, you have a building, an office building, maybe some equipment, things like that. You're you know two, three, four, five, and that's just for LLCs. Then you need an FLP, a family limited partnership, for example, 
uh, a holding company. If you're doing it correctly, you need a holding company. These are all entities that one would need. And so uh, legally mine is significantly more cost effective when we do that on purpose so we can reach a, a wide array of, of, uh, of clients and, and that can benefit from those services. We basically provide high-end asset protection at, at a very cost-effective price. Well, you know, um, I, and I do know in your bio that, you know, one of the things, one of your background experiences, besides WordPerfect, um, which dates both of us, um, because that was mm-hmm. I think, one of the first programs I ever worked on. But is it, is it real estate? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it is in real estate. And I would imagine, because, I mean, I do know, you know, many of the physicians that, you know, that I work with and, you know, as they have, have grown in their stature and in their career and, you know, they become higher income earners. And like you said, they have their home. They may have a vacation home. Perhaps mm-hmm. they have several rental properties or a building. Um, how was your real estate background? I would imagine it's actually been very beneficial to you in in learning, you know, and being part of the whole asset protection industry. Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually started investing in real estate when I was a broke college student and just got married. And uh, Ronald Reagan was in the White House. Interest rates were about 16%. And, you know, we used very different strategies back in those days to invest in real estate than, than we do today. It's a very different market. And, of course, there's ebb and flow and so forth, but uh, I've been a believer of real estate as a good investment for um, uh, tax benefits, for um, uh, income, for uh, equity appreciation, and it's a great investment for physicians to be able to take some of the monies uh, that they're earning and be able to move that into some good investments and so forth. So my experience over the last uh, 30 years of investing in real estate personally and then actually being a uh, working with real estate investors and training and teaching them has really helped me actually kind of come on to more of the asset protection side because some of the assets, I, I would believe that one of the, in fact, I know that one of the, the most prevalent assets that, that physicians own is real estate. And so, and how that's to be protected and how you can keep that from basically having a, a rental property, for example, blow up in your face and create an incident that can then, uh, that can then wipe out the rest of your assets and even your practice, which brings up an interesting point, Angela, because another misconception is that doctors believe that the only area that they can be sued from is their professional life, and that's not necessarily the case. We have many, many clients um, who have had uh, issues, legal issues arise not because of their professional practice, but because of something that happened in their personal life or with an investment or something like that. So something as simple as, uh, um, well, for example, something as simple as having a teenage son come home late one night from a date and he got in a fender bender and uh, uh, names are exchanged and come to find out the dad's the doctor and uh, or the mom's a doctor and, and all of a sudden that then turns into something else that, that, um, that, that was way beyond the the practice environment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I do think you know, like you said, it's just it's taking all of those things into consideration. You know, um, and I and I think on the part of physicians as well, they they when you talk about lawsuit protection, I think the first thing that comes to mind is more malpractice. You know, well, I'm mm-hmm. covered by malpractice. You know, if I'm going to be sued mm-hmm. by a patient, it's going to be for a surgical malpractice suit, and I'm I'm covered there. And it's like, well. Yes and no. Um, how would you how would you answer that type of of a, of, a, of a response from a physician? 
Well, mal- malpractice insurance is important. It's uh, it's it's necessary in some states. It's required, of course, and and um, if not most now, if not all now, but uh, but malpractice insurance is really not to protect the doctor. It's to protect the patient where something went wrong. Uh, as the protection protects the doctor, it's one thing to have some compensation if something goes wrong because of malpractice. It's another thing to have that then wipe out a, a physician's entire livelihood because of that. Those are two different things. And so malpractice insurance protects, um, when you think about it, protects the patient. And it's the asset protection that protects the doctor. And sometimes malpractice, I mean, is great. And even an umbrella policy is great. But uh, uh, a lawsuit can go way beyond that. There was a, a doctor in um, California who simply sent a secretary off to get some sandwiches one day and on her way to the sandwich shop she runs a red light and hits a car and sadly kills two teenage girls it was a very tragic accident and there were uh, and a lawsuit was formed but the the practice was was basically considered vicariously liable because she was on an errand of the practice the practice now became vicariously liable and so the lawsuit went through and that was a 30 million dollar judgment against the doctor now the re- one of the reasons it was so high was because he also owned a tremendous amount of Bay Area real estate, which of course was worth a lot of money. So that was all included in the, you know, in the um, in the litigation. But here's an example of something that it wasn't malpractice, but it still affected the practice. And so um, and so 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 lawsuits can come from from a million and one different areas. You can never control the cause of a lawsuit. Life happens, it's going to happen. But you can control the motivation, which is money. And so the basic fundamental principle of asset protection is you significantly reduce, if not eliminate, the, the access to your money and your assets, and you've eliminated the lawsuit. If it, if it costs X number of dollars for a law firm to sue you, they need to get X plus something. But if but if, they, but if it costs X number of dollars for a law firm to sue you and they are not going to ever get that much out of you, then there is not going to be a lawsuit. You've basically eliminated the motivation for the lawsuit through asset protection. That is the key. Well, let me, you know, we have um, about five minutes left on, on mm-hmm. the show here, Leland. And so as a physician, how would a physician, you know, can you kind of explain how you work with a physician and how a physician would get started working with a company such as Legally Mine? Well, there's a couple ways to do that, Angela. One is through associations, and um, we have a relationship with a variety of associations around the country. Um, And the reason uh, we do is because those associations want us to come in and provide this kind of training and this kind of service of protection for their associate members. And so a lot of times we will create a relationship because of one of these uh, training events that we'll do either at a local association um, or maybe even a large uh, convention type of event, as I have done, for example, with your organization. Um, They can also contact our uh, firm directly. So uh, I have a number and a a website if, if you'd like me to give that. I'd be more happy to. Absolutely. Yeah, would be great. Okay. So the phone number uh, to reach us uh, would be 855-361-2686. 
And our website is www.legallymineusa.com. And then if a physician was interested in having an expert from Legally Mine evaluate how their assets are currently protected, um, I'm not saying, you know, um, actually doing the work to protect them, but are they, is there a cost to an evaluation or um, how, do you, how do you charge for that? Well, uh, yes, in a way. Uh, they can contact us and, uh, and what we can do is we can give them uh, – Based upon some some general information that they can provide, we can give them some ideas of what they are lacking. Uh, beyond that, we do have what's called uh, a retainer or a premium plus maintenance program, where for $150 per month, someone would would put our our company on retainer. We then would go in and do a thorough examination of all of their assets. Uh, and how they're worded and how they're structured, and then build a whole new structure around that. We create a blueprint for them, show them exactly what they have, what they don't have. We basically build the brick wall and and say, you have this piece, you have this piece, but you are missing this, 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 and this. And by including those pieces, it's totally structured. The advantage of doing that is that we also, with that blueprint, we we can turn that over to our tax attorneys who then create a tax impact plan. That tax, that tax impact plan basically shows how this new uh, asset protection structure can unleash a variety of tax incentives and savings that can bring significantly more money back into the pockets of their, of their business, of their, of, their, uh, of their practice. And so in, in almost every case, the, the cost of the asset protection is less than the tax benefits that it yields. And so it becomes actually a great return on investment um, in that regard too. So you best of both worlds. You get total asset protection, um, which puts you in a legal position where you can't be, uh, uh, where we basically have able to stop uh, lawsuits from going to fruition through that, through that structure. And then secondly, the tax savings that come from that are, uh, can be very significant as well for our clients. Well, that's pretty fascinating. So as well as getting asset protection, they can also, your tax attorneys help kind of make sure that they're not overpaying on taxes or that there are some other tax strategies perhaps that they hadn't considered. So in the end, it's kind of a win-win on both levels. Right, and we work with the, we work with the doctor's existing attorney and, uh, and CPA or accountant. We basically become part of that team. To, uh, to add that dimension to their practice. Wow, wow. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job in helping give these um, anesthetic surgeons more unnecessary asset protection. Um, one last time, Leland, if you wouldn't mind, is if you, you can just kind of give us your telephone number there again and website for those that missed it the first time around, that would be great. Absolutely. So the phone number again is 855 361 2686 and the website is legallymineusa.com Great. Uh, Leland, any closing remarks or um, little pointer, last minute pointer you'd like to offer to any of our listeners? Well, the two things that we do is we provide asset protection for our clients. We basically uh, our, our greatest claim to fame is we've never had a client of ours ever be successfully sued. And that does not mean that they, 
don't have a lawsuit filed, it means that because they have asset protection, we're able to put that lawsuit to rest and not even let it get to first base because we've eliminated through asset protection the motivation for the lawsuit altogether. In addition, that then same structure provides tax incentives and tax savings that can really be beneficial to uh, to the physician as well. Wow. Well, that is uh, that is quite a remarkable um, achievement on your part there because, like you said, you can't stop the lawsuits. I mean, they're going to happen whether we like it or whether we don't. But if you, if you can flat out say that you have never had a client that has lost their assets as a result or the lawsuit has closed far earlier than it may have without the structure, then you guys are doing a really good job. Right. It provides a lot of peace of mind and a lot of money Absolutely. back in their pocket, so it's a great combination. Absolutely. Well, Leland, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio, and um, I look forward to running into you at one of the medical meetings where you'll be giving your expert advice. Thank you, Angela. Appreciate the opportunity, and looking forward to seeing you again as well. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.